professionals, entrepreneurs, and the best of the best from around the world who are willing to share how they shred the strategies, the techniques, and the actionable items that you need in your business to go out and dominate. Join us as we shred, show up, hustle, repeat every day. Let's go. morning ladies and gentlemen and again welcome to the shred show i cannot tell you how stoked i am i am truly fortunate and humbled our good friend mario trotta actually introduced brian and myself and i don't know how him and i haven't connected over the years but i'm truly humbled and grateful to have him on the show this morning because he truly is as i mentioned in my introduction he's one of the top producers in the country but you would never know because he's so humble and he's so truly focused on his business. But today, you get to hear his story. You get to hear the behind the scenes of this incredible legend of the mortgage industry. So Brian, thank you so much for joining us this morning, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm honored to be here and love the energy, by the way. Well, I appreciate it. If nothing else, I make up for what I lack in knowledge. I make up for an enthusiasm. But like I said, plus I have guys like you who are always sharing their knowledge. So it's always it's always the good thing for me to be the, the not the smartest guy in the room. But Brian, I'm, I'm excited to have you on the show because you are thriving. As I mentioned, you are a top producer. You're one of those guys who's always looking on how to expand and how to, how to adapt to a changing market, which we're going to be talking about. But before we get into all that conversation, I want to hear your backstory, my friend, because you are a top producer. You are one of those guys that people look at in our industry like, wow, Brian continues to thrive. He continues to do well. But how did you get your start here? I mean, you're you're a New York kid. You probably weren't running the streets in New York thinking, yeah, I'm going to be a mortgage pro one day. So how did you get your start? Yeah, it's a great, great question. I agree. Nobody you know wakes up and their parents are like, oh, you should get into mortgages, right? It's lawyer, doctor, whatever it may be. Um, yeah, my, my story is pretty, pretty interesting, but I'll make it short. In college, I majored in communications. And after college, I said, what do you do with a communication major? I said, do I go on radio? Do I, do I be on a podcast? I had no clue what I was going to do. But the summer before I graduated college, I worked at a law firm. I was uh, knocking on doors, serving subpoenas. I was photocopying. I was really good at stapling and putting holes in pieces of paper. Um, and that was my job before I graduated college. I didn't know what to do. And right after college, I moved to New York City down um, on Gold Street. I had a lot of Gold Streets in my life. And I lived downtown near South Street Seaport on Gold Street. And I was working at this law firm and it was a nine to five job. And after like a month or two, I was like, wow, this, this can't be what I'm doing every day. There's only so many holes I can punch in this piece of paper. I had a college roommate who graduated a semester before I did and was working at a company called AmeriQuest Mortgage, which is long out of business. And he lived upstate New York in Hopewell Junction. And he called me and he's like, hey, I'm coming to the city. I got a limo I'm to take you out. And I was like, this guy? I was like, what's he doing, right? I was like, sure, come on down. Let's do this, right? So long story short, he comes to the city. He's like, I'm doing mortgages. I was like, is that illegal? I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I had no clue, right? I was like, wow. But I think at the time I was making, you know, I think it was $12 an hour or something, something close to that. And I thought I was doing really well, but I wasn't, I didn't have a limo. I wasn't going out. I wasn't buying bottles at a club. I was, you know, still kind of happy hour. I was looking for the deals, right? I was going for the dollar beers versus the $20 martinis. 
So long story short, my friend comes to the city. I learned a little bit that he's doing mortgages and I was intrigued. And I said, you know, get me a job. Like, this sounds like amazing. I was like, you know, and by the way, he wasn't making, you know, so much more, but even a dollar more to me, it was like gold. Right. Um, and they opened an Ameriquest office in downtown Brooklyn, which was, you know, two subway stops where I was living in the city. And I called them and I said, Hey, I'm looking for a job. And the manager who was a friend of mine now for 20 years, who no longer does it at the time says, my office is full. Like, I don't have a job for you. He's like, what's your experience? I was like, zero. I was like, I can <laughs> copy really, really well. And he's like, all right, well, you know, keep checking in with me, but I have no space. I had 14 seats. Long story short, I bought books. I bought like 14 mortgage books. Um, so I had a lot of time in my hand between punching holes in paper. And I bought like mortgage for dummies, what's a mortgage, different kind of products. I read these books and I kept following up with this guy in, in Brooklyn and AmeriQuest Mortgage. Long story short, I started February 2004 um, after calling, you know, once a month and saying, you know, hey, I'm still here. I'm ready to come in. I'm ready to come in. Job opened up February 2004. I started uh, at AmeriQuest. My first day in the job, he's like, you got to go to training for two weeks. I said, I was like, training? I was like, I'm not going to training. I was like, I just read 14 books, dude. I was like, I got this. My first month, I closed 14 loans and uh, the rest is kind of history. Yeah. It was, Bro, it was, that is one of the craziest stories I've actually legitimately ever heard. The persistency and the tenacity just to make it happen is, is clearly in it shows exactly who you are and why you've continued to succeed and why you the, you're the top producer that you are. But that is awesome. You read these books, you get in there, you, you close 14 loans. I'm sure everybody's like, who is this kid, Brian? Like, he's like, he's like a, he's a machine in here. And again, and now it just shows your work ethic up to today. You have continued to make Scotsman's guys. You've closed over 6 billion in your, which is just absurd. Anybody who is anybody in the industry knows what an incredible feat that is. And now I want to kind of shift gears because clearly you've got the tenacity, clearly you've got the work ethic, but we all know we're kind of an, and you went through the crash of 08, 09. You, you know, that there were some difficult times there, but today we're seeing it. I, I wouldn't compare it to 08, 09. I think it's very different. I think it's very unique. But how are you continuing to thrive now in the, in the market that we're in? Because clearly you're doing a great job still. Oh, I'm trying hard. It's, it's, it's a, for you know everybody out there. It's not an easy market. I'm not going to tell you it's an easy market. I will tell you that you know I'm still doing well for the market. But it is the worst year that I've personally had in mortgages and maybe my whole career right so mm. and it's not for lack of trying it's market driven and i think that part of it also is for me i'm using it as a rebuilding time which i'm pretty excited about which is focusing on things that i can do that will help my business not just today but for the future right mm. um so i'm very focused on that i'm always thinking um of different ideas i'm very self-motivated where when I put my mind to something, you know, I got to figure out a way to get it done. And I think it's a great idea. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Right. But unless you try, you don't know. And I tell people all the time, I try almost anything kind of work related that's compliant at least once. Right. I've run billboards. I've done every advertisement you can think of. And my business up until today has always been a hundred percent referral based from people. And I'm wow. starting to, yeah, never, like, I've never gotten business from social media yet. I mean, it's coming, we're working on it. I've been on social media now for a year. 
So before working where I work now, guaranteed rate, um, guaranteed rate infinity, as you can see the sign behind me, um, I was at a big bank and at a big bank compliance is a little bit different. Of course, we have compliance here, but um, I just was never on social media. I didn't want the risk. I didn't want to keep going through every video and things of that nature. So here I'm starting to dabble a little bit and uh, I'm looking to kind of expand markets with my business and kind of adapt to what's happening today. Nice. There's, there's a lot I want to unpack there, but first I have to say you just, as a top producer, as one of the professionals in our industry, that may be one of the most humble like comments I've ever heard from anybody I've had on the show of all time saying that even you're struggling. Most top are like, oh no, I'm doing good. I'm thriving. I'm better. Like it was real. They're like, ladies and gentlemen, go back and listen to what Brian just said. Like, this is a very unique market. We are all struggling. And even guys like yourself, Brian, like this is a tough year. The fact that you can admit that when so many others are like, they sweep it under the rug and try to say, oh no, it's all, you know, it's all sunshine and rainbows. It's not like you have to adapt. And even yourself, like you said, you're looking for the future. You know, this is a long game. It's not a short game. It's not just, you know, running a few ads, getting a few new leads in the, in the pipeline. It's how do I build my business long-term? And even as you said, you're looking for new ways. Social media. Everybody knows I love social media. So I'm, I want to kind of go turn to that for just a second sure. because you started this journey on social media. You even mentioned like, hey, you've been doing this for a year and it's still slow growth. I tell people it, there's no such thing as an overnight success on social media. It takes time. It is a long game. What kind of turns you on to social media? What, what, what made you think of like, hey, I, want, I need to be showing up on social media. I need to be building a brand. What kind of started that journey? Yeah, so my brand's always been me, right? I'm Brian Scott Cohen, um, and I use the middle name because there's a million Cohens, right? People always ask me, well, why do you use the middle name? Well, if you ever look up the word Cohen, you know, there's Cohen Optical, there's there's Steve Cohen, there's a million Cohens, right? So I am, uh, use full name, I've always been branding and branding myself. I feel that believing in yourself and coming through with what you say is a hundred percent, you know, the most important thing for referral partners that you work with, right? Because they always think of, Oh, I'm going to go to X, Y, Z person. I don't want to be felt or like, I don't want to be like, Hey, I work for this company because there's, I don't know, three, four, 5,000 of me. When I was at another bank, there was seven to 10,000 loan officers, but there was only one Brian Scott Cohen. And I needed to build that and make sure people understood the difference between going to me or the man or woman that sits next to me, right? And I believe there's a difference. There's a difference of how much you actually care about the transaction. I believe there's a difference of knowledge. I believe there's a difference of experience. Um, you know, I'm not a young buck anymore. I've been doing this for, you know, just about 20 years. I'm 43 years old. So I think experience uh, is is a big part of it. And then with the social media to get your to to answer your actual question, sorry to go off on a tangent. You know, I, I just think that I started it because so many people were on it and I'd be at events and they'd be like, Oh, did you go to this thing? I'm like, what thing? And they're like, Oh, it was posted on here. I'm like, what posted where? <laughs> you know? Um, so I just found that I got to know people that you know, would just call me and say, hey, Brian, talk to this client. I got to know them more on a personal level because I feel like people kept posting like, oh, today in New York City is a big first day of school for kids for public schools. So I've seen, you know, 30, 40 people that I know with their kids in their first picture. And I like it. It's cute. And I can, you know, send them a message. Hey, your kids look adorable. Love, you know, whatever it is, you know, um, you know, blue hair or your mohawk or whatever your, your kids had going on day one. So I just feel that 
it keeps me more in the know. And I also, um, I also thought that, you know, I have the opportunity to try it. And again, I'm a believer of trying it, you know, once and see how it goes. And I wanted to try it because when you don't have something, you always want to know, you always look at it. And when I was at a big bank, I, it was, Hey, can I go on social media or why should I pros and cons? And I wasn't doing it. I was like, Oh, I'm losing out on all this business. The reality is maybe I wasn't, but at least I tried it to know, um, to know. Dude, that is absolutely first and foremost. I love to use your, your full name, Brian Scott Cohen. Like it, it stands out when, when you see it, I, number one, there are a lot of Cohen's in the world. I a hundred percent agree with that, but having that is it's a differentiator. It's, and I love that you use, it is your brand. So many people ask me, well, like, Josh, I need to come up with a slogan. Or I need to come up with a logo. And it's like, why? Like people use us for us. Like our friends and our family, they don't think of our slogan and our logo. They think of Brian. They think of Josh. They think of who we are, the relationship, the rapport, the trust, the respect that we've built with them. And that's exactly a, to your point. And that's why I tell people, use your name because heaven forbid, none of us like to hop mortgage companies or change companies. But if you are, and some companies, they always like, well, Josh, be careful what you're saying with this because you, you know we want our LOs to support our company. Of course you support your company, but ultimately it's the person behind the company. Like it's the Brian's of those, the Brian Scott Cones of the world, it's the Josh Pitts of the world. That's who people do business with. And it's to your point, especially when we're using social media, because we're the ones out there, we're the ones commenting on their kids' first day of school saying, hey, Sally, little Johnny looks great going to school today. Like that's the relationship we're building. I, again, guaranteed rate affinity is awesome, but that's not the one commenting and building that relationship. Sure. And I love that you mentioned the social media thing and, and giving it a try. So many people think right now, and even yourself, you know, being that you're a top producer and just starting over a year ago, you're doing it. People are like, well, I'm too late to the game with social media. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm far too behind the eight ball. I'm like, no, get started today. Start building those relationships, having those conversations. Because if, if you don't ever do it, and if you don't ever try, like you said, you at least got to try. Because if you don't, you're going to get surpassed. Absolutely. So I want to I want to shift a little bit too because you even mentioned this as we were chatting about this leading up to it and you mentioned as we were starting this conversation that even in a market like today you're still even expanding. You're like you said you're trying new things. You're expanding into new markets. Your team is actually growing which dude which baffles my mind because so many other companies out there they're laying off LOs. They're saying, "Hey, sorry, business is slim. You got to go somewhere else." And you're like, "Come over here." Like, "Hey, let's go. Let's ramp this up." So that has to be a risk, but at the same time, you know you're building for the future. How important is that for you and like looking forward to building in the future? I think it's super important. You always kind of have to, you know, the way my mind works is constantly thinking, right? And I think that's what helps make me me, right? I'm not usually I'm not a person who's content and done. I'm at a point still in my career where I, I want to grow and I see something bigger for myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that you always kind of have to try and be looking at what's the next step. No one can predict the market, but I can predict the activities that I want to do and the relationships that I have. And, you know, sometimes you have to take some of your own money and spend it and invest in your business, right? Um, you know, there was really great years in the mortgage business, right? Everyone had 21 and 2020 and, you know, the biggest years maybe ever or second biggest ever in the, you know, lending landscape. So look, you have to reinvest in yourself at times where it's not a booming market and you have to plan for the future. It, 
the fact that you, again, a guy who is a top producer is even looking to that. That's what top producer, that's the mentality. Like you said, that's the mindset we need to have planning for the future, investing now. Even people are like, well, Brian, like, I can't, like, I'm, it's slim pickings as it is, man. But it's really doubling down and focusing on the efforts that are going to help us thrive, that are going to help us grow. Because again, I hate saying it, but there's a lot of our, 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 friends throughout the industry that probably aren't going to make it. So now is the time to be really focusing on, on our efforts are, what are we doing day in and day out? How are we growing our businesses? And like you, what an incredible opportunity to come and work with the Brian Scott Cohen team to learn from one of the best of the best. So if you're listening to this, reach out to Brian and his team and see if, and you even said too, you're just not just in New York anymore, Brian, you're, you're expanding throughout the country. Yeah. Yeah, very excited about it. And I've always been kind of a one man loan officer kind of team. I have an amazing team behind me, the best support staff in the industry. They're hands down best in the industry, best processing, best underwriting, best kind of team management. Um, and we're kind of going out there and bringing it to people who are looking to step outside the box, be kind of part of a team. And we have relationships all over the country with real estate agents, with companies, and we're we're looking to expand, which is like you said, Josh, very, very unique in this market. Um, and we're expanding loan officers. So, uh, you know, if you have experience, if you're looking for guidance, if you're looking to be paired with, you know, a top originator and looking to uh, continue in this business, hit us up for sure. So you mentioned, I want to hit on this just real quick, because I know knowing you, knowing your business and learning even more about it recently, real estate partners now more than ever being able to tr add true value to them. You, I, I like to call the white glove service. You, you go above and beyond for your clients. How important is that? And how, how are you really taking that to the next level right now? Just because again, having those referral partners, having those realtor partners is absolutely critical to the future growth. So what are, what are you and your team really doing and focusing on with those relationships? Yeah, absolutely. So we kind of are, a little bit selective on who we work with and spend our most time on. You know, my ideal um, referral partner is someone who gets mutual, you know, is mutually benefiting. It's not just, hey, give me your client, give me your client, right? We do we do a lot of stuff with training, with education, you know, joint events, joint marketing, right? I'm a true partner when people ask me to be a partner and I want to be their partner. I want to grow together. And that's one of the most important things you can do. You can't just be in it for send me your client, send me your client, right? You need to be a team and work with them to help them as well. So I'm very big in being a team. But my biggest thing is I believe in if I tell you something and I, I'm going to do it where, you know, 99.9% .9 of the loans we fund that we pre-approve, uh, which is an incredible step. And if we don't fund it, you know, it's, it's very rare. And it's, it's just, I feel like the backing that I have also of the company that they truly believe in and care about the customer, which is unique, right? It's, in, in my mind, it's unique. And they give me some flexibility where, you know, we have some products that we can, we can fund things that are, are, uh, that we believe in is, is what I would say. Dude, that is awesome. And the fact that you, 
see it as a partnership. So many people are like, oh, I just need to collaborate. I need to collaborate. And it is kind of a one-sided thing. The fact that you're always looking for relationships, that it's, it has to be mutually beneficial. I tell people that all the time. If it's not, if it's one-sided, somebody always gets burned. It always ends up being harder on their relationship than anything else. So find those partners. Find Whether it's realtors, CPAs, attorneys, whoever it is, whoever you're doing business with, make sure it's mutually beneficial. That's not just one side. It's, you know, it's, a, it's a give and get relationship that you're both working together and like you said it's a true partnership and i tell people all the time you really need to focus on the partnerships because ultimately that's what's going to last the test of time so brian that is absolutely incredible wisdom from you and as we start to wrap this up like i said i want to be respectful of your time uh, what's one thing that you would for all those originators out there who maybe are struggling a little bit that are trying to kind of find themselves reinvent themselves or really just again try to try to make it through this market what's a little bit of advice you would give them in a time like now Look, so it it is a hard time. Like, I'm not going to tell you anything that you don't already know. I do think that there's light at the end of the tunnel. So as much as you can stick it out, you should stick it out. And I understand people out there that, that can't, right? People have bills and liabilities. And, you know, this is a commission job mostly, right? Some companies pay salary. completely understand that. Yep. I would tell you that invest in yourself if you can right now. Take the time to think about, where the business is happening and how you can be part of certain markets or certain real estate companies, or maybe it's social media, or maybe it's buying leads and think about, you know, Hey, where is, where are people buying homes? Where are they getting mortgages? You know, before our call, we talked about my market, right? I'm in New York city. And I was telling Josh that, you know, 60% of all the transactions is it's cash, right? Um, which is great. But for someone who needs to lend money, it's not the best thing, right? So we're expanding and you have to look at going outside your box, going outside your comfort zone and find where the business is. Do the, I would say, do the uh, research and due diligence first and get out of your seat and go get it. It's the bottom line. Dang, dude, that is so simple, but so profound. Like, I don't, I don't think you understand what you just said to everybody right there. Number one, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Ladies and gentlemen, from somebody who's been doing this as Brian has for so long, we go through these cyclical cycles, the ups, the downs, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. Invest in yourself. Take the time to invest in yourself. And then third, look where the opportunities are. Look where the puck is going, ladies and gentlemen, not where the puck was. Look where it's going. Stop focusing on 2021 and the years that were incredible. Focus on those opportunities. And then four, I love what he said here. Get your freaking butt up out of the chair and get after it. Make it happen. Stop sitting there just hoping opportunities are going to fall on you. That's not how top producers like Brian do it. They make it freaking happen. Brian, this has been an absolutely brilliant conversation. I cannot thank you enough for all the wisdom that you shared. Ladies and gentlemen, go back and watch this one. Share this with your teams because Brian shared so many freaking little nuggets of wisdom through this entire episode. I am truly grateful and humble for all that he was willing to share today. So, Brian, thank you so much for being here and showing up, my friend. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Wait. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, go out and rewatch this episode. Huge shout out and thank you to, to Mario Trotta and his team as well for introducing myself and Brian. Go check out uh, Mario and the, the Collab Project. They do a great job with bringing like-minded people together. So Brian, Mario, everybody, we appreciate you. We love you. Now it's time for all of you to go show up, hustle, repeat every day. See ya. See ya.